What do you do to serve the Lord? What do you do personally to serve Almighty God? I think many lay Catholics would answer that question by telling you what they do in and around the church. I'm an I'm a lector. I'm an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. I'm an altar server. I'm a cantor. I sing in the choir. I'm on the parish finance council. Now please don't misunderstand me. All of these things, these acts of service, are good. Lay people have essential roles to play in the liturgical and financial life of this parish and every other parish. But those roles, my brothers and sisters, are only secondary roles. Even though they're very important, they are not at the core of a layperson's vocation in the Church. In paragraph 898 of the Catechism, it says this, quoting one of the documents of Vatican II, by reason of their special vocation, it belongs to the laity to seek the kingdom of God by engaging in temporal affairs and directing them according to God's will. Very simply, that means that if you're a lay Catholic, and most of you are, then you're to live your life in the world, but you're not to be of the world. And you're to take your Catholic faith with you wherever you go. That's your primary calling. Your faith, in other words, is supposed to guide your personal life, your marital life, even in its private dimensions, your family life, your recreational life, and yes, even your life at work and or at school. When I was a deacon at St. Philip's Church in Greenville back in 1985. There was a lector at the parish who was involved in local politics. Eventually, he became a big political figure at the state level. If I mentioned his name, most of you would probably recognize it immediately. But this man was also pro-choice when it came to the issue of abortion. Thankfully, he eventually was told he could no longer serve as elector. I mention him this morning because he's a great example of a layperson who was doing something for God at Sunday Mass in the liturgy but who was not doing for God what he really should have been doing for God out there in the world. He was fulfilling a layperson's secondary role very well. He was an excellent reader. He was probably the best we had at the time. But he was failing miserably in his primary role of a Catholic layperson in modern society. The problem, of course, here was that this man had compartmentalized his faith, as many Catholics today do. In the words of St. John Paul II, words that he wrote in his famous document on the laity, this man had engaged in the, quote, unwarranted separation of his faith from his life. I was reminded of the vocation of lay people as I reflected on today's Gospel reading from Luke chapter 10. In this story, Jesus sent out 72 disciples on a special mission. A mission that was a little bit different than the mission he had given to his twelve apostles. Jesus told these disciples to go ahead of him to every town he was in intending to visit to prepare the way for his arrival. They weren't supposed to lead services in synagogues. They were supposed to share their faith with people in a less formal manner to prepare them to receive Jesus and to receive Jesus' message. 
That, of course, is exactly what you're supposed to do as lay people, as Catholic lay people. By your words, by your actions, by your example, in the midst of your everyday activities, you're to prepare others to receive Jesus Christ and his message. I remember speaking to a lay person on the phone one day, a woman who called the parish wanting to register and have her daughter baptized. This is when I was pastor several years ago. And that was wonderful that she made the call. But during the course of the conversation, she indicated to me that she had not practiced her faith in many years, and she had no intention of practicing her faith in the future. God bless her, she was honest. Her idea was to have her daughter baptized and then let her daughter decide for herself what she wanted to be when she was old enough. This woman obviously did not understand her role as a Catholic layperson. As a mother, she was called to teach the faith to her child. She was called to be an example of faith and charity to her child, to prepare the way for Jesus to become the Lord of her child's life. Jesus Christ wants to visit your children and become the Lord of their lives. So he sends you ahead of him to prepare the way, like he sent the 72. Jesus wants to visit your workplace and change the lives of your co-workers, so he sends you ahead of them, of him, to prepare the way. Jesus wants to visit your school and change the lives of your fellow students, so he sends you ahead of him to prepare the way. Now, will everybody accept the message of faith and love that you offer? Of course not. Some, perhaps even members of your own family, will reject the truth of the gospel, regardless of how lovingly and respectfully you present it to them. Jesus made that fact clear to the 72. You're going to have to shake your feet, the dust off your feet, from some of these towns you visit. But the difficulty of the task doesn't make it any less of an obligation. Many of you know that over the years I've had a few things to say publicly about the big social issues of our day, abortion, gay marriage, stem cell research. I haven't been too shy about putting my two cents into the discussion, usually in our local newspaper. But for the most part, I've left the job of defending the truth in the hands of some very competent and faith-filled lay people from our community. Because first and foremost, that's their role not mine. It's the kind of thing they're supposed to be doing as Catholic laypersons. My role as a priest is to form them in the faith so that they can transform our culture with the spiritual and moral message of the gospel. Jesus, believe it or not, wants to transform this world, this hedonistic, materialistic culture of ours. He wants to change it from a culture of death to a culture of life. But he needs committed laypersons to prepare the way for him to do that, like the 72 prepared the way for his visits 2,000 years ago. St. Luke tells us that when these 72 people came back from the mission Jesus had given them, they had good news to report. Yeah, they faced difficulty. Yes, they faced opposition. But because of their efforts, many people were healed and many lives were changed for the better. Your mission as a Catholic layperson is like the mission of the 72 in many respects, but it's different in this one sense. Their mission lasted for only a brief period of time. Yours, like mine, lasts a lifetime.
When we're finally finished with our missions on Judgment Day, we're going to be asked to give a report to Jesus of what we've done in his service. Let's pray that when that moment comes, we, like the 72, will be able to tell Jesus a great deal of good news.